Hello and welcome to Q&A with the Doc. Today, the Doc is in to answer the question, how do I overcome depression? Surely the Doc's answer will be an encouragement to you. However, it is not meant to take the place of a mental health professional's. If needed, please reach out to a medical doctor, licensed counselor, psychiatrist, or psychologist. Now, let's hear what the doc has to say. The other day, I had the privilege of sharing lunch with a young man who surrendered his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. I was, man, incredibly excited for the opportunity to hear his story and share with him uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus and how the gospel uh, this story can change a life, not just for today, but for all of eternity. As I shared the gospel clearly, this young man surrendered his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. However, as we were sitting there over lunch talking about steps that he might take to begin to grow in his relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, he opened up about battling with depression over the last year or so and how the depression continues to grow in such a way that he's even had thoughts of suicide. I assured this young man that he's not by himself, that as the effects of the global pandemic continue unabated, as the evening news is potentially delivering volatile information in this woke culture that we tend to live in today, that people are hurting for a variety of reasons. Some are without work and have been for long periods of time. Some have lost family members uh, to coronavirus or some other disease. Death and despair has been more rampant than perhaps in past decades. Whatever the reason, uh, many experts are telling us that more and more people are facing depression, and Christians are not devoid of the potential of becoming depressed themselves. So he asked the question, now that I'm a Christian, how can I overcome depression? How do I get rid of depression? How can I defeat this which has had me down for such a long time? Now that I'm a Christian, does it magically disappear? or? Are there things that I can do to overcome depression? So first of all, let me define depression. Did a little study as well as in life in 51 years. I've experienced some levels of depression of my own. I have family members uh, that I grew up with that suffered from clinical depression. And as I listened to this young man's story, I was reminded up close and personal again of what depression really looks like. So depression can actually be defined as a mood disorder that's marked by intense sadness, inactivity, difficulty in thinking, or irritableness. Now there are other uh, aspects to the definition, but these are ones that are more common. Intense sadness, inactivity, difficulty in thinking, and even to become very irritable. Experts in the health field, in the psychological field, tell us if people are experiencing at least five symptoms consistently at one time, then it's likely that they would be clinically depressed. What are some of these symptoms? Uh, one symptom is sleep problems. If you're sleeping too much or sleeping too literal and this is not normal for you, this could be 
a sign of depression. One is change of interest. If your hobbies all of a sudden change or you have low motivation to do the hobbies that you once did, this also could be a sign of depression. Excessive guilt or an unrealistic low self-image, significantly low energy or a change in self-care. Uh, maybe you're not showering as much as you used to. You're not worried about brushing your teeth, putting on deodorant. You're not concerned about how you look when you go out. And this is not normal for you. Uh, potentially that you would be significantly worse in your concentration. You have a hard time staying focused and your performance in life or in your work or school is much worse than it has been in times past. There could be a change in your appetite. You're eating a lot more than you used to, or you're eating a lot less or not eating at all. Maybe your agitation has increased. Uh, you get agitated easier or just for very simple things. Anxiety is higher, maybe even on the borderline or having panic attacks. And then of course, in extreme situations, there would be suicidal thoughts, the potential that you've actually planned or express some suicidal behaviors, including self-harm, where maybe you've unintentionally cut or burned yourself. These things are very serious if left to themselves. I would encourage you, even right now, if you're experiencing some of these things way more than normal, make sure you call a professional. Talk to your medical provider, talk to a psychologist, call your pastor, call a professional and say, hey, this is what's going on in my life and get help as quickly as possible. I wanna give you some things to consider that I do believe with God's help that you can overcome whatever level of depression you might be experiencing or that you might experience. I would also say not everybody's depressed today. Some people are doing great in life, and if that's you, don't feel guilty about that. As a matter of fact, if that's you, lock arms with somebody who's not in a place like you, and they're struggling, maybe even with depression, and help them overcome this. You can do that. There are at least three steps. I'm convinced based on life experience, education, and also lots of study outside of my education that we can take to overcome any level of depression that we might experience. There are three steps. The first one is change your head. Now let me explain what I'm talking about. Change your head. In other words, change the way you think. How do you do this if you're experiencing depression? How do you change your, how do you change what's going on in your headspace? Number one, in changing your head, changing the way you think, I want to encourage you to get into God's Word daily. God's Word is packed with real power to help you become the person that God created you to be. And if you'll just commit to reading a little bit every morning before you start your day, and I even encourage every evening before you go to bed, if you'll do this over time, God will use that to change your headspace from a negative to a positive so that you can overcome depression and defeat the enemy in that area. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, the Apostle Paul was writing the church at Rome and he said, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, 
there's a lot going on in the world today and much of it is negative. I mentioned that at the very beginning of this podcast. There's so much going on. If you watch the news for any length of time, it is very likely that you'll experience some level of depression because there's so much going on that is negative. The Bible says don't conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. That word transformed literally comes from a Greek word called metamorphi, which means to become new, to become different, to be changed. And this is talking about becoming a changed person. It begins in the mind because he says to be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. In other words, put something positive in your head so that it will eventually sink to your heart and then come out in your habits. So if you want to be different, if you want to overcome depression or anything that would hold you back from being God's best, then be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And one way to do that is by reading a little bit of God's Word every morning and also carving out some time to read some of God's Word every evening. Another way that helps is listen to positive music. K-Love and Air One are great radio stations that pump out positive music, music that will point you in the right direction of life, music that will help you overcome depression, anxiety, and anything else that could pull you down. Listen to positive music. You take a message, you put it with a melody, and it's hard to forget. A message with a melody is easy to remember. So listen to positive music so it'll play over and over again in the theater of your mind, making it positive. Also want to encourage you to watch positive things. Don't watch things that will naturally drag you down. Listen to, read, and watch things that will pull you up. This is what the Apostle Paul meant when he was writing to the church at Philippi. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9, he says, Finally, brothers, as he was closing that letter of joy, he said, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. These are the things that Paul says to think about. These are the things Paul says to look at. These are the things Paul's talking about to listen to and to read. These are the things that should entertain our mind, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Paul said, whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the peace of God will be with you if we want God's peace to reign in our heads and in our heart, and then to come out in our habits so that we can overcome depression, anxiety, and anything else that might put us down, that we need to consider the things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. Think about good things. Fill your head with positive things. Second thing, change your heart. In Proverbs 4 and 23, the wisest one outside the Lord Jesus to ever live, King Solomon wrote long ago, above all else, now listen to that part. He says, above all else, this means a first priority. This means this to be preeminent in your life. What is it? He says, guard your heart. For in it flows the wellspring of life. What he's talking about there is the center of your will and your emotions. He's talking about that which makes us feel things. So the head deals with the things we think on. The heart deals with how we feel. 
And if we'll put positive things in our head, it'll make it into our heart. And when it makes it into our heart, it eventually it will come out in our habits. In other words, we'll live the changed life. We'll be transformed like God's called us to be. And we can overcome depression, anxiety, and these other things that naturally pull us down. How do we change our heart? Primary way, as long as we're working on changing our head, as I just talked about, the primary way we can change our heart is to pray. To pray. What is praying? Praying is actually talking with God. This is setting aside a day, a time during the day where we actually talk with God and then we listen to Him through the reading of His Word. I mentioned in an earlier podcast, one of the ways that I pray is every morning I get up and I read somewhere between five and ten chapters of the Bible. And then I take out a notepad and I write down my prayer and I write it in a way this so that I make sure that I have a balanced prayer life and it's not all about me. I use the acronym for ACTS, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And I write a letter to God. In the beginning of that letter, there's adoration. I spend time just praising God. I write something like, God, you are awesome. You're unbelievable. You're better to me than I deserve. You're holy and you're righteous. Your love endures forever. I write things that actually lift God up so that I put him on the throne of my life. Verbally, I say, God, you're number one in my life. Be this today. And then I move to see confession, and I write down and I say, God, please forgive me. And sometimes I'm very specific, and I write down what I've done. I know that I need to be forgiven for. There are other times where I'm not exactly sure what I've done. So I'll say, God, forgive me, even for which I don't remember. And then I quickly ask him to fill me with the power of his Holy Spirit for today. Adoration, confession, then thanksgiving. And then I'll list things. I'll say, God, thank you for my wife. Thank you for my daughters. And I'll name them by name. And then my son-in-law and our granddaughter and then our church and our our church staff and, and then other family members and blessings that I've recognized in my life recently. I thank God for these things. And then lastly, supplication. That's when I present my request to God. So adoration, I praise God. Confession, I confess my sins before the Lord every day and ask Him to fill me with the power of His Holy Spirit. And then I thank Him and I'm very specific for the gifts that He's given me and God has been better to me than He deserves. And if we would stop and think, we always have something to thank God for. Even in our lowest moments, if we would pause and do this, If we would just pause and take that deep breath, we could say, God, thank you for breath. Because every breath we breathe is a borrowed breath. And then lastly, supplications. Lift our cares to the Lord. In 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, cast all your cares upon me because I care for you. If we just pray daily, God would help us sense and feel his presence in our life and the depression and the anxiety and the things that would weigh us down will begin to disappear. So we need to change our heart, but we also need to change our habits. I'm going to wrap this up with a handful of very practical things that you might need to change in your life. All of these may not apply to you, but the ones that do, make sure you change them now. If you'll do these three steps, change your head, change your heart, and this last one, change your habit you'll be living a much healthier life. What are the habits that we might change? Quit drinking alcohol. Now, you might say, that's not you. Well, the friend that I talked to said he drinks alcohol every evening. 
alcohol is a depressant. It exacerbates depression. It only makes depression work. Quit drinking alcohol. Replace it with something else. Drink a glass of water. It'll be much better for you. There is no way to truly get over depression if you're indulging in alcohol on a daily basis. Just don't do it. Replace it with something else that can benefit your life. Drink water at least eight cups a day. It's supposed to be really good for you. Here's a second habit to change. Turn your lights on when you go home. Many people that are struggling with depression go into dark places when they get home. And, and, and the darkness, the absence of light creates an environment of darkness. And it again exacerbates the feeling of depression. Turn your lights on. Make your home a bright place until it's time to go to bed. And that light will again, will lift up your mood. Here are some other things. Set small goals throughout your day. And I'm talking about goals that you know you can accomplish because when we accomplish things, it increases our level of encouragement, which then begins to push back levels of depression. Here's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning. I make my bed. I don't make my bed because I used to be in the military. I make my bed because it's the first goal I have during the day. And when I leave home, I know I've completed at least one goal. I set a goal to have a quiet time every morning. I told you I read between five or ten chapters in the Bible every morning and I spend some time journaling my prayers to God. This is a second goal that I have every morning. And I, with the Lord's help, I complete it. A third goal is I drink a cup of coffee before I leave, leave my house. And my goal recently is actually to make the coffee. And what I mean by that is a couple of times I've been so uh, half asleep when I got up to make my coffee that I failed to put the coffee cake up into the Keurig and I made a cup of hot water. So my goal is literally to make a cup of coffee and then to drink it. Set some easily attainable goals and every day accomplish these goals. And as you do that, you can set higher goals like maybe come home from work and walk a mile outdoors. Walking a mile is good for you. Also, being out in nature is good for you. God made creation for you and me, made it for us so that we could enjoy the beauty of a brisk, cool breeze or, or this time of year in Oklahoma where I reside, a hot breeze. Either way, God made it so that we could enjoy the outdoors. Go out and walk a mile. Accomplish something that would benefit you. Here's another habit. Spend time with positive people. Get you a network of friends, plug into your local church and get you a network of friends that would operate like the ocean. When the tides come in, everything lifts. Surround yourself with people that would naturally lift you up. And finally, serve somebody in need. If we would listen enough and look hard enough, there is somebody that is worse off than we are. Somebody going through a greater challenge than we're going through. Somebody struggling in life even more than maybe we are at that moment. If you will serve them, there's something that takes place in serving other people. God will use it to transform you from the inside out. It's when we serve others that we look the most like Jesus and begin to experience a level of joy that we've never known. Friend, if you're experiencing depression at great levels, I want to encourage you, don't do it alone. Let 
somebody know. Talk to a doctor, a psychologist, your pastor. Talk to somebody that can help you and make sure you do what you can with God's help to change your head, to change your heart, and to change your habits. Thank you for the great question. Thank you for joining me today. Keep sending in some new questions. And also remember, whatever you do, God loves you and so do we. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us on Q&A with the Doc. If you have any questions for Dr. Sean, you can send him a message on social media at at Dr. Sean Keels or send him an email at seankeels at gmail.com. 